Hi guys, on this show we're looking at Capaldi, Broadbent, Walters, Kidman, Harris, Hawkins, Bonville and Wishaw. We're looking at 2014's Paddington. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to another fact-packed episode of 100 Things We Learned From Film. I'm one of your hosts, my name's Planty, and I've got old fucking Buffy in my hat. And I'm Street Old Lady Marmalade, <laughs> I'm John. <laughs> <laughs> you can be my Lady Marmalade anytime, mate. How are you, John? I'm alright, I'm alright, I'm alright. So I'm still there, I went to win the lottery, but until then I will just serenade the whole of... Uh, podcasting world with my beautiful voice <laughs> absolutely and they love it they absolutely love it uh they're always bothering me to get you on podcasts fucking banging on a bit. are you sure it's get me on or get get them off get, them off. <laughs> get fucking discord so i don't have to work as the in-betweener i'm sick of saying this anyway Ooh, uh, sorry simon we, <laughs> we are Who's the podcast <laughs> we're the podcast that tries to learn 100 things from every episode this week john we are talking about wet 2014's Paddington. Paddington! Paddy the bear. bear. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 2014. Have we done 2014 yet? Nope. So oh, amazing! There was, there was I love loads, it when it's loads of good stuff. It. I bet there isn't. I bet it's a load of shit. No, no. That's, pff, hey, there's, there's, there's a lot of good content here. So I've got uh, Gone Girl, which everybody loves. Oh, Gone Girl. Yeah, Gone Girl's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Whiplash. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Birdman. Very good. Yeah. The Hobbit. <laughs> Uh, the Battle of the Five Armies. Oh, that's the last uh, Interstellar. Uh, Creep. Which oh the which one? Not the one in the tube station. No, no, this is the, the American one. With, one. The, the American would, would go out yeah. and stay with this guy. Turns out to be an absolute creep. Yeah, right, okay. Uh, I'm sure Guardians of the Galaxy was out in 2014, but it's not okay. on any of these lists. Which is a bit right, weird. Okay. Um, and I've kept the best till last. Cool. We are looking at the guest. Oh, you go on about the guest all the time. The English boy pretending do. to be American. Yeah, but it does so well. It? Yeah, Dan Stevens. Yeah, we're yeah. going to need to do that. Stop banging on it. about the guest. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> when we get a guest on, we'll do the guest. Let's do that. <laughs> Let's do that. Fantastic. Um, right, shall we uh, Shall we begin looking at the film? Let's do this thing. Good. Spoilers abound, of course. So, uh, listeners, if you've not seen the film, if you've not seen the film, what you've been doing, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's a good That's laugh, isn't it? It's good fun. Yeah. Good fun. Yeah, absolutely. What I will say before we start, I went to the internet to get the opinions of a child because children are on the internet now. Uh, and uh, I asked uh, Josh, patron and friend of the podcast, um, what his what his son had to say because he's got a little boy. All uh, right. And uh, yeah, and uh, the 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 wee guy said um, he couldn't get over the fact that the bear was wearing a hat and coat but no pants, and pants meaning trousers. This is one of the poo all over again. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. So bear's always dirty bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if a bear shits in your pants, no, hang on, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, make sense. Don't uh, if a bear pants. shits in your pants and there's no one to clean it, does it? St- no, hang on, wait. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> Paddington. Right. Uh, really sweet. This, by the way, I had uh, I, I had a went to I went to the cinema to see this. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah, we went with um, uh, Rachel's friend's 
daughter who would have been really not really tiny at the time, would have been like maybe nine or ten at the time. Tiny like wee, tiny wee. <laughs> First time I'd met her, and like in the opening bit with the bears, yeah. Um, she uh, turned to Rachel and said, um, "He's laughing really loudly." <laughs> I was killing myself. Oh, do like, you? She, yeah, oh, she turned to Rachel. She was like, "He's laughing really loud." <laughs> <laughs> Must have really loved it. Another uh, Shrek, another Shrek moment. Uh, yeah, exactly. Another uh, despicable me moment. Jesus. Yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, he he do films by the way. Oh, go on. What did no, you they get just on that? every time I look at, I've like this is very Harry Potter esque mm-hmm. look, but I, it looks like they produced Harry Potter and the or the new um, Fantastic Beast movies as well. All oh, right. Okay. Those are garbage, eh? I'm not. I'm not a fan. Those are pants, man. Those. Yeah, I'm not a fan. It's funny that you should look that up because I looked up Studio Canal, uh, French film production company which owns the third largest film library in the world. The third. Started in 1988 with films such as Terminator 2, U571, and future episode Cliffhanger. Oh, really? Jesus. Because yeah, they're doing Cliffhanger. U571's a bit boring, wasn't it? Aye, yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward to that, actually. Slight We've got some, it's, by the way, listeners, I looked at the calendar uh, yesterday to see that there are five Mondays in Slightember. You boys are going to be absolutely sick to the back teeth of yeah. Sly films. I'm not, because <laughs> I love him. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Cobra, yeah, the whole thing. You're going to watch other films. <laughs> You'll be sick of my impression. Anyway, it opens up with this old kind of pathé style reel uh, and yep. it says uh, it's from the geographers guild of great britain um the geographers guild is a fictional society uh probably most likely to be based on the royal geographical society which was founded in 1830 uh this mm-hmm. bit of this film was filmed at the reform club 104 pal mal which is also in that 2001 sherlock holmes film you know the guy ritchie one Oh, the right, we, uh, we Iron Man in it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Die another day and Quantum of Solace. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I like Die another day. Don't don't like Quantum of Solace. Did you say you do like Die another day? Uh, like I the worst Bond film. No, Quantum. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Quantum of Solace, big man. Oh, sorry. Well, no, I thought you said. Uh, I thought you said. Uh, you, no, hang on. Quantum of Solace is the what, worst Bond film. Quantum of Solace is def- the definitive the worst one because I it's. I can't a remember a thing film. about it. There you go. That just proves my fact. Okay. Proves my facts. Okay. And what is a quantum? It's just a wee tiny bit. It's just a tiny amount. Just a tiny amount, and we'll just move him. Just a tiny amount. Anyway, um, it's going to darkest Peru. Uh, Sounds a bit racist to me, but anyway, it is what it is. Um, This character leaves his family uh, and goes to Peru, carrying only the essentials. (laughs) Did you see the essentials? Oh, the grand piano and the the, the grandfather clock, which I thought was very funny. calls the piano the travel piano. (laughs) Still got some Sherpa guy carrying it on his back. I just had flashbacks of watching Tarzan. Every time somebody was going to the jungle, they just had this... Uh Big massive entourage of people carrying all of this stuff yeah. that we'd never use. Which uh, which which Tarzan films? Your Tarzan film? Because there was a couple in the eighties, wasn't there? Uh, there's Grey no, no, There was no, no. It was the 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 series. There was a black and white. Oh, the on. oh the original and kind of with the swimmer. Yeah. All I remember from it is when they were. I'd say torture, but what they would do is they would put a man up with two sticks mm-hmm. and then separate the sticks. 
you would never see what happened with just all this screaming in the background, but yeah, yeah. They just you see the sticks just start to separate, you're like, ooh, it's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get this specimen, and he's about to shoot one of these bears, and the bear takes the gun off of him, uh, and then saves him from a scorpion, doesn't he? Takes the uh, scorpion yeah, yeah. off of his thing. That's, that's quite nice. Uh, very, very, very helpful. Shows him this treehouse. Uh, he's got a telescope, which they break and eat some soap. Um, and then he gives them marmalade. It's very good on toast, uh, and he just drinks it out the jar. <laughs> Typical bears. He says, because she's kind and funny, he named the female after his mother, Lucy, and the male named after an exotic boxer I met in a bar. My pastuzo. Pastuzo, which I was like, that is a brilliant. I love pastuzo. Yeah. It's a great name. Uh, I looked it up for it as a boxer. There's no boxer called Pastuzo. No boxer called Pastuzo. That's uh, yeah. that's disappointing. I know. What a name, though. Yeah. Would you want to hear a cool fact? I would I love to hear a cool That's the point of the podcast, John, so why not? Uh, did you know that the very first Padding the Bear soft toy was designed in the UK by a lady called Shirley Clarkson? No, I did not. Jeremy Clarkson's mum. Get out. Get in. Fucking hell. So at least you made one thing decent. Yeah, not <laughs> bloody bear. Yeah. <laughs> do you like that, buddy? Do you like that I one? do, I love that one. Back to the episode <laughs> so far. Um, on the subject of Paddington, of course, as we're talking about his film, um, it's 64 years old, the creature, uh, and was created by British author Michael Bond. He was inspired yep. by a lone teddy on a shelf in the London shop near Paddington, which he bought for his wife Christmas Eve 1956. Yep, so first was published in 1958, and it was... And illustrated by Peggy uh, Fortnum, mm-hmm. but apparently it was exquisite work. Everybody loved the, the 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 illustrations. Okay, it's the same illustrations now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael Bond, the writer, has earned an estimated six million thanks to Paddington, but his money couldn't keep him alive, and he died in twenty seventeen. Oh, what? Can't take it with you, son. You can't. He? Uh, Paddington was initially going to be African until the author was told there were no bears in Africa. <laughs> no bears allowed. He heads off and he says, uh, any any bear can be sure of a very warm welcome in London. And the film finishes. We go to the current day and yep. it's all colour. It's bright. It's fantastic. Um, and this little bear picks and grabs this, snips this orange and screams, the marmalade's ready, the marmalade's ready. Grabs a handful, runs it in the trio, spill them everywhere. The shit everywhere, you know. It's and there's a lot of bits here, listeners, that that I'm just gonna go and 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 loads of stuff happens because it's, yeah, it, it, and loads it's, of stuff does happen. They can't keep a track of. Oh, there's just too much going on. Yeah, it's and it's good and it's a really good family film. But you don't mm. want to hear me go. And then he goes up the escalator and then he goes down the escalator. So yeah, um, and he runs in and the, all this stuff goes everywhere. But they've got this marmalade maker. Right, which is basically like fucking mouse trap or screwball scramble or some shit, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, they yeah. send all the stuff down, and it's. I mean, I don't care how smart these bears are. They didn't make that. They didn't make the, that. The phone's lying to us. It's why, know. John? Why? No, no. Why? why must they do it? Why must they do it? Uh, but apparently, a marmalade sandwich has enough minerals to keep a bear going for the whole day. Did we check? Did we fact check that? I, I fact checked that. And it does not. There's plenty of vitamin C, tons of fucking sugar. These bears' teeth are going to be Uh, worse than mine. I was going to say, because that sounds like something Boris Johnson would have said when he was in power. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then he would have have said that uh, 
Keir Starmer ate all the marmalade sandwiches uh, when he shouldn't have done. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, enough. Uh, that night, they finished the marmalade sandwiches and they listened to this How to Greet People in London record, which is really good. Um, oh, is that with the one with the rain? Yeah. Uh, apparently, Londoners have 107 ways for saying it's raining. They don't. I, ch- I checked it. It's only 104. <laughs> I, I went through every one of them. Some of them, obviously, in Scottish that make no sense to me, but yeah. apparently there's only 100. All right. Okay. I'll let you have that one. I was going to say, we've, we've got about 300 in Cumbria. Um, <laughs> at, at that point, there's a rumbling um, and things start to fall. There's an earthquake. Uh, Uncle Pastuzo saves Lucy from this fallen tree and they watch the home destroyed. Um, Pastuzo makes sure they get under this underground bunker, but he doesn't mm-hmm. make it. Dead, dead Pastuzo dead yeah um it's morning they open up all the trees are down pastuzo's nowhere to be found by the way did you catch the actors for this pair oh i did yeah imelda uh, Staunton. Staunton. Yep. yeah and it was and dumbledore was dumbledore was mr gambon himself yeah absolutely he um i never think of him as dumbledore i'll be honest i always think of him as second that- detective Yes, at 100%. And the uh, bad bastard out of layer cake. Oh, no, I thought you were going to say the bad guy for um, toys. Because he's his Fuck, brother. I he? always forget. He's the stepbrother in toys. He's, he's yeah. a bastard. With his he? terrible American accent. Aye, yeah. it's really bad. But yeah, layer cake, I forgot about that. He can play, play a good baddie. He really mm, can. Absolutely. At Marmalade began life as preserved quinces by the Greeks, adapted to marmalade by the Romans. What have they ever done for us? Aqueducts. one of the earliest recipes dated 1677 and who john do you think he's he's credited with developing it as a spread what nation do you think i'm gonna say it was us correct absolutely right yeah scottish um that's there's a little bit there's a little bit later on there's a bit at the end where we Mr. Uh, Mr. Brown's talking about what temperature it should be. Yeah. Uh, and he says, oh, you know, you should set it to um, 105 degrees. If it was 105 degrees and he tasted it, it would have burnt himself. So Take his I tongue hope, clean off. I hope someone got fired for that blunder. Uh, there was a Glasgow band formed in 1961 called Marmalade, who were originally called the Gaylords. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I'm not making this up. I mean, you can't make that up. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't really say that, but it's not true. Yeah. The, the fuckers, <laughs> the fuckers, obviously. <laughs> Aunt Lucy and Paddington paddle down the river, but not before Paddington finds something that belongs to Uncle Pastuzo. Yeah, his hat. His hat. Oh. Lovely hat. They smuggle him onto this ship bound for London, and he hides in this kind of escape boat thing, doesn't yeah, he? Lifeboat. His yeah, lifeboat. Yeah. Um, he really wants to make sure Billy Zane from Titanic doesn't get in with him. <laughs> I have a child! I'm a child! I have a child! So I hate Billy Zane for oh, what a fuck. Do you know what? He's a bigger villain in that than the iceberg. Aye, well, he, he's, he really he's is. The worst. He's the worst. I want a lot more time for him now. He's got no hair. Aye, they say that when people when people go to their roots. <laughs> uh, they become a bit more appealing. So. <laughs> but bald men, virile. What, what do you? 
Yeah, <laughs> fucking right. Uh, Peru facts, John. Inca Cola was created in Peru by British immigrant Joseph Robinson Lindley in 1935. The main ingredient is Incas. No, it isn't. It's lemon <laughs> verbena. Coca-Cola owns the trademark everywhere except for Peru. Peru? Well, then those guys. Raymond Cazo was a French wrestler in 1880. When travelling, he gave free lessons to police. His likeness was featured as the exotic boxer who has the namesake of Uncle Pastuzo. Well, what? So they nice. used a picture of a French Peruvian man. That's brilliant. <laughs> he gets in this boat and he's he's traveling, isn't he? Back to he's he, he's be, she's sending him to London. Yeah. He's got plenty to eat though, John. Oh, he's got he's the marmalade he can eat. He has got all the loads of it. Don't know where the hell he put it all, but he had tunnels it. <laughs> yeah, because he's only got this little this little case. This little carry case, yeah. yeah which and you, a hat. You wouldn't fit all that in. Yeah, maybe he's kept it all under his hat. Nah, I drew that. Mm, absolutely. Uh, it would take you, John, if you were traveling from uh, Peru, if you were shipping something from Peru to mm-hmm. London, uh, it would take 24 and a half days estimate. What? Do you think that was enough? I'd say that's enough jars to last him. 24 and a half days. Well, there was certainly plenty there. If you have one jar a day, it lasted me because by the time you'd finished, there was about 70 or 80 jars. There was loads, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) The ship he's on is called the Sam Skip Innovator. It's a container ship which arrived in Hull on the 3rd of August and sailed under the flag of Cyprus. You can track it in real time on (gasps) vesselfinder.com. Wessel. Wessel. Wesselfinder.com. So Aunt Lucy hasn't gone with him, of course. Uh, but remember, um, London will treat him like his own. They'll always take in a stranger. Oh, strangers, yeah. Because I checked, I checked that out. I said, if you wear a tag, yeah. your name tag at a train station, somebody will adopt you. So I looked this up. So it uh, turns out uh, children in 1939 who were being evacuated were taken to railway stations uh, by their parents or guardians and sent off with labels attached to their clothing. It made sure that when they got off with the train at the other side, people would know where, who they were and where they came from. Excellent. 1.5 million children were moved in World War II. That's a lot uh, of kids, isn't it? Yeah. And also um, 13,000 pregnant women, 70,000 disabled people, and 103,000 teachers and support workers. Crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. Get him out of London. So he arrives at this port of London Mm. and gets away in this mail wagon, which you would anticipate knowing Royal Mail will probably take another 24 and a half days. I know. Probably take him back and return to sender. (laughs) And he arrives, quite poetically, at Paddington Station. Yeah, Yeah. boy. The port of London is part of Thames between Teddington Dock uh, and the North Sea. Teddington, you get it? Teddington, Teddington there. I'll get you. Uh, once the largest port in the world, it's founded in the first century. The first century? First century? Absolutely, yeah. That's a long time ago. Absolutely. And there's still people claiming times were better back then. Oh, yeah, times were better back then. We were less woke in the first century. Aye. Fuck off. Everybody loved the Cora. <laughs> yeah, ma- massive fan of botulism. <laughs> uh, he sees all these people and he starts being polite, saying nice things. But of course, this is London. It's a busy time, and they're commuters and they're scum. 
and they are ignorant as yeah, they are as hell. Yeah, so I've got, a, I've got, a, I've got a quiz for you, buddy. Oh, so quiz! I right, okay. So I, I looked up. Uh, this is this is a new poll. I think it was only uh, rounded up beginning of the year. So this is okay. the world's most ignorant countries, right? <laughs> so I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you eight of them, and you need to tell me whether they're ignorant or not ignorant. Okay, I'll keep score, shall I? Okay. So you have to tell me if I get them right or wrong so I can keep score. Yeah. Yes, we'll do it. Okay. Right, you ready? Yep. Mexico. Not ignorant. It is. No, it is. Uh, it is I, ignorant. It is, yeah. Fuck. So that, that's ignorant to people's um, religious stuff like that, just basically ignorant to... To, to Americans. To, uh, to everybody. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> England. Ignorant. No, it's not on the no, list. No, we're terrible. We're it's, awful it's, people. It's not on the list. Oh, wow, okay. There must be Mayor Walker out there. Yeah. Uh, per, this is quite apt. Peru. Oh, they're lovely people. Ignorant. Oh, it's a Central America <laughs> thing, isn't it? It's a Central South America yep. thing. Right, okay. Yep. Well, I'll go take you the rest because there's Colombia and Belgium in there. Okay. Uh, oh, no, I'll, I'll give you... So, South Africa? I would have said awful. I would have said awful people. Ah, you're right. Yeah. Ignorant. They're terrible to the fucking aliens that land, aren't they? Oh, I, yeah, yeah. Hey, you um, fucking prone. Hey, it's a sweetie, man. Hey. Prone. <laughs> every week. Every fucking week. We no one's going to end, didn't we? <laughs> uh, Finland. Oh, lovely people. Oh, right. Lovely, lovely people. Yeah. Uh, Italy. Um, I, This is a hard one because I have an opinion. I think they're probably quite ignorant. Mm. Ah, they're ignorant. They, they yeah, are ignorant. Okay. How many are we at? Uh, four. I've got four. I don't know how many we've done. Uh, one four. more for luck. Yeah. We'll see it back. And Scotland. Oh, okay. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, New Zealand. Oh, lovely humans. Yeah. Ignorant. What? Right. Oh, right. man. Not yeah, but it's, it's, it's not the indigenous. Aye, it's not. Aye. aye. It's yeah, those yeah. it's those Scottish New Zealanders, the millions <laughs> of Scottish and Irish New Zealanders. Of course. Those damn locusts. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So also on the list that made it uh, Colombia, Belgium, I knew that. Uh, Argentina made it onto there. Aye, that's it. Hang on, Belgium are ignorant. Bel- uh, yep. But Poirot and Tintin are so fucking nice. Exactly. So it must be something to do in Girls, I was expecting France to be on in all these places. Of course you were. Of course we all were. If you'd have have said France, I would have bet the house on France (laughs) being the most ignorant country in the world. If this was our way but used to me, France, I'd be like, yeah, ignorant. Which just goes to show, John, how ignorant as an Englishman I am. There you go, you ignorant. But we'll we'll but get that anyway. You're, you're known the list. Uh, another one we were <laughs> some we're, fucking we're, list. <laughs> no, it's a register. Uh, <laughs> the other one is I've got. Um, I was looking up Paddington, Paddington Station, mm-hmm. um, but it was, apparently it was built in 1582. Uh, but it was actually built as a temporary station. It wasn't meant to be a a long term fixture. It was meant right. to be a, a facade for. Shops and stuff like that, but yeah, it's a permanent fiction now. But yeah, it was built as a temporary structure. Okay, good stuff. It's located on Press Street in the Paddington area. Um, it's been the London terminus of services provided by Great Western Railway and its successor since 1854. 
designed by Isambard Kingdom Brunel. You know him of the big sides and the massive mm. top hat. Mm-hmm. Um, and was the destination of Queen Victoria's first train trip. It's also the background of Super Tramp's 1974 single, Rudy, and was recorded in the station, including announcements. Not to be confused with a message to you, Rudy. Rudy, 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 Rudy. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, So they ignore him, and he sat there all day and all night. He gets approached by this (laughs) this pigeon. Uh, He throws him a little bit of his sandwich. Yeah. um, but he says, I can't give you the whole thing because I've been told to keep it uh, under my hat. Yeah, and then, of course, all of these all the pigeon Because it's classic, isn't it? You throw a little bit and all the two. Oh, you, yeah. you, you've done it in Central Station a million times. Yeah, yeah. That's why you should never feed the pigeons or the Correct. seagulls. Or, or the Ouija's. <laughs> or the Ouija's, aye. Um, aye. Especially after 12 o'clock. <laughs> this massive Great Northwestern train pulls in and this family get off. You hear the father say, yeah, it was his choice and he wanted to do the Victorian wool experience. And they've learned a lot about Victorian wool. Have Not you a learned real a lot thing, about Victorian? Oh, I was gutted. I would have loved a Victorian wool experience. Oh, would we? <laughs> <laughs> um, and as they walk in, uh, he says, don't, don't. Don't go near him. Uh, stranger danger. <laughs> He's a stranger like danger. Stranger like, danger. Who's that one for? Um, <laughs> and uh, as they're walking past, Mrs. Brown comes back and says, are you, are you on your own? Uh, yeah. He says, uh, yeah. Where are your parents? They died when I was very small. Oh. Um, and oh. how did you get there? Uh, she sees his luggage tag. Please look after this bear. Um she says, what are you going to do? He says, I'll probably sleep in that bin over there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh no. That was bad, wasn't it? That was kind of like, my heart was melting for him. <laughs> um, she, uh, uh, Mr. Brown at that point goes, oh, that's the spirit. <laughs> I did laugh at that. Um, <laughs> and she says right. she's going to see if she can find somebody. Um, uh, and and Mr. Brown takes Paddington the, to the kind of the cafe, and he's messily eating this cream cake. Oh God, I will sit down. It's, it's right worse than me. Actually, yeah. worse than me. Uh, he, Mr. S, what's your name? He explains his name, and it's this growl. Mr. Brown tries to do it. He goes, "No, Mr. Brown, that is extremely rude." Just make sure you what he said. Yeah. Mrs. Brown comes back. And they can't find anybody for him. Um, so. Uh, so they're, they're going to take him in for the night. She says, what's your name? And he says, well, seems quite difficult to say in English. Um, so she looks above his head and there's a platform sign. Yeah. And of course, she calls him Paddington. Paddington. By the way, when she's when she's talking to him initially, he stood outside this lost and found building. Yeah. And the lights, it's it, it's like lost and, but the, the found is out, like the lights have gone out. Uh-huh. And then as soon as kind of she starts talking to him, the Ding. found comes on. And uh, I was like, that's a really cute touch. That's a nice touch. I like that it? a lot. I like it a lot. They, as I said, they decide to take him home and they're going to call him Paddington. Um, he's he's in that, when he's in the cafe, uh, he's kind of so, because he's, he's just a, he's a hungry boy, isn't he? You know, mm-hmm. yeah, he's yeah. a hungry bear boy. He tries to eat one of those plastic tomato, <laughs> those plastic tomato things. You know those plastic the, tomato sauce things? Is it the, the ketchup? Uh, yeah. The, the yeah, yeah. Thing? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those red tomato-shaped ketchup bottles are made of polyethylene. It's easy for me to say. And were designed in the 1950s by Morris Friedman. 
as the first squeezable food dispenser. Uh, thanks to the Museum of Design in Plastics for that one, uh, for that fact. Uh, and you can also buy them at pubshop.co.uk for £3.32p. Because yeah, um, people still use them, don't they? And squeeze they do. I like them. I want one. I, know, I want one in good. the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, rate it. It's quite, it's quite, uh, it's quite cool. We have. It's quite retro. Mm, absolutely. They get this cab, and the driver takes them round loads of sites. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, there's a kind of thing. Uh, Paddington waves at this waves at this man who's having a glass of wine. That's Michael Bond, by the way, the writer, oh, the original uh, writer. Deed. Um, and did you catch the taxi driver, by the way? Uh, Matt Lucas. Matt Lucas, fantastic. Uh, Matt Lucas, by the way, with his Arsenal air freshener in the car, he's an Arsenal fan. Oh, really? Matt Lucas. Yeah, he's also a massive football manager fan. Uh, I, uh, I remember uh, reading reading in a football magazine once that he loves those. Um, he says, uh, he says, oh yeah, I heard it was his first time uh, in in London, so I wanted to take him around all the sites. I could have charged you more. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, Mrs. Brown, when they get in, explains that they need a proper guardian for Paddington. Mr. Brown says, if you don't know anybody in the country, uh, you end up in a government institution. So I can't, uh, yeah, I can't help assuming that Paddington's going to get sent to Calais to live in a fucking tent and be victimised by Daily Mail readers or something. (laughs) That's it. I mean, honestly, think about it. Is is Britain the first country he would have come to? No. Why couldn't Paddington just stop in the first country he came to? No. That, I mean, yeah. Why? Easier. Why? Why does? Why does Paddington come here? Because he thinks we're an easy touch. Because we're going to give him a council flat. We're going to give him loads of benefits. We're going to do all that. I mean, listening to me, you're looking at me like gone out. Listening to me say that, can you hear how fucking stupid that is, listeners? Hmm. If do you know what? If that's your opinion, listeners, fucking turn off. We don't need you. We don't need you. We don't want you. I don't need listeners if they're like that. Um, just when you hear them go, well, why didn't they stop in France? Why didn't they stop in Germany? Why didn't they stop in Poland? Why don't you fucking stop home, dickhead? <laughs> why do I have to listen to you in the pub, you fucking knobhead? Quit it. They do my nah, fucking nothing. Because it seems that when you go, like, even when you go after, after the boat and then and the, the, the train station, you're thinking, why would people come here? Because it's just, it's just, everything's just Cause, so... Because we're fucking horrible to them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And actually, if he's getting off at the dock at Teddington, he'd end up at fucking Millwall or somewhere like that. He'd end up stabbed. Maybe to go there. <laughs> he'd end up at someone's fucking hat. <laughs> anyway, just showing how little geography of London I, I know. Good bit, good bit of geography coming up, by the way, John. You'll like this. Yeah, you got it. Oh, yeah, you'll like this. They arrive at their house. Now, their house is apparently number 32 Windsor Gardens. Windsor Gardens, yeah. Yeah. So I looked up 32 Windsor Gardens. It's just off the Harrow Road in Maida Vale, West London. doesn't look like this because it's not this. No, did you Google it as well? It's minging. Yeah. It's like like 70s flats. Yeah, but one of the houses is up for sale where it actually was. Yep. Uh, did you find it where it was? Uh, yes, it's in Primrose Hill. Yeah, I've got Charlotte Crescent. Oh, excellent. Well done. Jean Charlotte Crescent. Yeah. Okay, reference for another. Yeah, so, so one of the houses was up for sale recently, so that's exactly where it's positioned. It looks oh. lovely as well, but it's yeah, gorgeous, that, yeah. When, you, when you look at Windsor Gardens, it ain't pretty much. It's yeah. <laughs> so horrible. Windsor Gardens is just off the Harrow Road, and do you know what's across the road, on the Harrow Road, John? Chicken Cottage. 
No way. Fully halal, brother Omar. <laughs> I couldn't find any sole prices for that postcode. But round the corner at 10B Grittleton Road, a four-bedroom flat sold two months ago for 1.2 million of your pounds. Jesus. I could buy half my street for that. I'm not saying I live in a scutty area, but I could. Yeah, it's, that's a lot of cash. Yeah. Uh, Paddington and Mrs. Brown agree to look up the Explorer in the meantime. Mrs. Brown explains to Paddington he might like to freshen up. So he heads to the bathroom. And basically, this is a scene of Paddington making a fool of himself in the bathroom. Whilst Mr. Brown calls his insurance company to add Paddington onto the policy, which made me think of uh, that bit with Mo and his bear insurance. <laughs> yeah. Even when it was the Im- bears, I knew it was the immigrants. <laughs> um, so I googled bear insurance to see if I could find it. And man, the, the the problem we do in this podcast is it opens my eyes to how fucking shit the world is, right? Mate. How awful the world is. How I couldn't find it? such a thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, how bad, John? Terrible. It's it's woeful. <laughs> I'm I, I, I'm out, right? But I discovered an insurance company called Right to Bear, which is basically insurance for you if you're an American lover of freedom and you shoot somebody. So, from their website, Right to Bear is a self-defense protection for the responsible gun owner. It provides the best value for coverage and affordability in its class. Along with your membership, you'll receive our Bear Facts weekly educational feature, which Mm -hmm. will always give the Bear Facts of situational awareness, trauma avoidance, and simply what and what not to do if you're faced with a self-defense situation, self-defense situation with your (laughs) firearm. We believe in protecting for your freedom, protecting your family, and protecting you. Let us secure your peace of mind so you can stand your ground with right to bear. Fuck me. That sounds unbearable. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that just uh that is so basically you shoot somebody and we'll probably look we'll after your you court. Yeah, 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 we'll probably that get you That's horrible, isn't it? But only if you're really fucking white and really fucking <laughs> middle class. Yeah. Oh, so I was kind of like, oh, Jesus. But yeah, no no bear insurance in the, in, in the UK. Boo. <laughs> um, Mr. Mrs. Bird is the housekeeper. Julie Walters. We love yeah, her, right? She's great. She's National great, treasure. National uh, treasure. Oh, she absolutely is. Two sips. <laughs> <laughs> I, for, for those listeners that can't see, because no one can see, I'm doing the old woman with the soups at Acorn Antiques. <laughs> oh, God, that is brilliant. Still it makes me good. laugh. Still makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, she, so she's the housekeeper, Mrs. Bird. Um, she says she's not surprised by them finding Paddington because she gave up being surprised when they invented the microwave oven. Microwave <laughs> oven, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a bit random. She's got a good, decent Scottish accent, by the way. Yeah, yeah, good. All right, yeah, yeah. I was quite surprised. Not bad for her. I, I want to say she's from Birmingham. I want to say she's from Birmingham, perhaps. Yeah, yeah she does. A... She does a semi-passable Scouse one in um, educating Rita. So, amongst the things that Paddington's doing, he's cleaning out his ears with toothbrushes. Um, we've all, at some point, Disgusting. been in our ears, and then later on, randomly taste. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but do you see all the shit that comes out of his ears? Aye, that's just, that's, that's impressive. That's that's that bad. Disgusting uh, is what that is. Um, he then gets his head stuck in the toilet and gets something stuck in the toilet, causes the bathroom to flood. Mister Brown's organises insurance. 
Paddington flies out the bathroom, flooding the whole house, down the stairs, lands yeah. the bathroom, bath in the kitchen in front of the whole Brown family. Uh, so he's, <laughs> he's in he's in trouble already. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he managed to totally flood that bathroom, yeah. didn't he? He did. By the way, as as he's there's the driving around London. I've missed that. I can see it now. As they're driving around London, there's this band. This band are always playing yeah, the music in the background. Thank you, as well, aren't they? Yeah. I, oh yeah. I'd, I'd go and listen to these boys. Uh, they play the song they're playing is called "London Is the Place for Me" by Lord Kitchener. Now I know this particular bit of music very well. I've heard it uh, hundreds and hundreds of times because it's on one of my uh, reggae slash ska playlists. Ah, right, okay. Uh, and it turns out it's neither reggae nor ska. Turns out it's um, it's a uh, it's Calypso is what? the type of music. Yeah. Why am I uh, Spotify lay? <laughs> uh, Lord Kitchener's real name was Aldwin Roberts. It's a 1948 song, and I love this. I will try, if I can, find a way to put it into the music behind us as we speak. Um, he sang the first kind of two bits of it on camera for reporters upon arrival of the HMT Empire Windrush. And it was recorded by Pathé news cameras. I watched wow. it last night, like three times. It made me cry. I was oh, like, amazing. honestly, like just how happy this guy was to be welcomed to. And bear in mind, Windrush, he's British. Yeah. He was from the West Indies. He's British. Yeah. So yeah. he'd come over here. And then all I could think was they probably got, probably got fucking spat at in the street. And that made me really sad. Oh. Yeah. But it was That's... a happy clip though. Oh, it was brilliant because he was like, and he'd like got this little song and he was doing his little, singing his little song in the back, like to make sure he was in time. He kept going to himself, do, 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 do. <laughs> it was really, no, I was no. like, he's really good. And it was just <laughs> fantastic. Kind of this clip of a time that we'll, we'll, we'll never get back kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway. Uh, Paddington explains. No. So that night, Paddington's writing a letter to his aunt in the attic. Did you see the window, by the way? I thought he was in the same attic as the Planet of the Apes remake where Caesar yeah, lives. Yeah, it was with Caesar, <laughs> isn't it? I expected John Lethbury to walk in at any moment. And I expected him to go, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me cry. Fucking hell, what film doesn't make me cry? That makes me cry my fucking heart out, by the way. You know when they take him away? Uh, they take no, Caesar away no. because he attacks the guy that's attacking John Lithgow. Mm-hmm. Fucking uh, hell. That's I didn't like the second one so much. Nah, that third you... one's brilliant. Third one's oh, we Woody Harrelson, I've never watched it all. Oh, it's really good. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. So, it, it's hard for me to take Woody Harrelson as a prick, though, because I just think he's such a good guy. Aye. Especially just, as Woody. He's yeah, always been oh, Woody. Yeah, he means, always been Woody. Yeah. Paddington explains to Mrs. Brown that his hat belongs to the Explorer. Mrs. Brown says she'll take him to see her friend who knows something about antiques. He's got a shop down the Portobello Road. Yes. So, the next did day... Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, did, you not, did, you, did you not look up Portobello Road? I didn't, mate, no. What? Lucky I'm here. Oh, I'd, good work. You'd, you'd have this. So, Portobello Road gets its name from a farm which stood in that land in the 18th century. It was uh, The area was known as Greensland, or Greens Lane, sorry. Okay. So, I because I, I wonder where it got its name, because I hear Portobello Road all the time, but yeah. it turns out it's been named, there was the name of the farm that it actually situated, it was situated at. At the National Museum, National History Museum, there's a delivery for the director. Um, did you spot the boy doing the delivery, by the way? No. It was uh, it was Kyan Novak. We've already oh mentioned God, Chicken so Cottage was... and Brother oh. Omar. Yeah. 
Fucking guy. <laughs> oh, Colin, Colin Robinson. <laughs> Nando. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's delivering this monkey, which looks like the fucking outbreak monkey. It does as well, doesn't it? Yeah, like, Don't want to be capuchin bastards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking little things. Um, he explains to her that he saw paw prints on the boat this morning all the way from Peru. Um, mm. She says the creature that she wants is really important to her. Um, and then she's got like this fucking mind board up, hasn't she, with all the strings Aye. and the pins and all that kind of thing. And there's a picture of the bears and the explorer with the bears. Um, proper actor, though, by the way. Proper actor yeah, playing yeah. this character. No, definitely. Um, I, I honestly don't know why she chose it. I assume she's got kids, hasn't she? Why not? That's why you do these things. You've got kids. You've got kids or you need a golden toilet. One of the two. Uh, no, it's Tom Cruise, she doesn't. Uh, no, no, she doesn't. Uh, no, with that um, with that singer, with that country singer. Oh, God, I... I would keep wanting to say Kurt Angle, but it's not Kurt Angle. Uh, yeah, uh... she was married to some country singer. She might still be married to him. Uh, but yeah. Billy um... Cyrus. <laughs> no, it isn't. No, it isn't. But she, I would keep wanting to call him Carl Urban. It's not Carl Urban. Keith Urban. Oh, it's, I'm sorry. Urban. That's, that's, that's the one, yeah. yeah no yeah. relation. No relation. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Nicole Kim, Nicole Kim and I've never really thought is the greatest of actors as such. No. Nah. She's, she's great. She's great fun of this. She makes a good villain, not quite as good as Hugh Grant in the next one. Hugh Grant oh, in Batman 2 is brilliant. Yeah. By the way. He's, uh, he's, he's coming to his own, hasn't he? Like, uh, do you think he gets it? He's getting it? older. He's getting. Yeah. Uh, I think, do you think, no, do you think he understands? Mm-hmm. Like, he can just pick whatever fucking roles he wants. I thought he was brilliant in The Gentleman. Aye, the last yeah, guy, yeah. last proper what I call the proper yeah. guy Richie film, and he's he's done a couple of those death in two twenty twenty twos. Those on Netflix, and he's really good at that. He plays like an old professor it, in it. The he's old really professor good. that he played, yeah, <laughs> he, he gets it, doesn't he? And I can't uh, help thinking he's probably he's probably does some writing or some ad libbing on those. Oh god, I because he, he's he's that kind of he's good good value on Twitter as well. By the way, yeah, he's always upsetting like, the Tories. He's like James Blunt. Yeah, yeah, he's excellent because he he tends to go back like. 10 years through Tory's tweets <laughs> pulls them up on stuff that they've said. <laughs> I mean, obviously he's very rich. He's got fuck all else to do. Good man. Nah, yeah, he's well, now Divine get, Brown's dead. Uh, you, get, you got all his money for his dad writing that Christmas song, did you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a reference. Well done. <laughs> Santa Super Slay is what Santa that song's Silver called. Yeah. Jesus, that was brilliant. Oh... Watch yourself, kid. shake your ass. Watch what? yourself, oh, show me what you're working with. <laughs> Killing me softly, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man. Right, let's get back to this one. Too much fun. Yeah, I, w- oh, I wish we were watching About a Boy. Yeah, I don't, not over this, because this is better than About a Boy. But About a Boy's great. About a Boy's yeah, very, very good. That morning, Paddington's doing all the stuff he shouldn't. Spilling breakfast cereal, using a dust buster. Judy Brown's the daughter. When she comes down... Um, uh, she says, all I want to do is wash my face and I can't because you ruined all my products. And he's like, I'll help you out. And he just licks her like face. That, and and I'm kind of like, that's <laughs> a bit fucking forward, isn't it? You've only known the girl for like, what, less than 24 hours and you're licking her face? I've I've known Kirsty for like 15 years and I've never licked her face. Yeah, well, so, you know what I mean? I think I knew her for five minutes and I was licking her face. Yeah, well... <laughs> That's, I mean, that's Kirsty all over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, as as they leave, Mister Curry next door, the always great Peter Capaldi, 
Oh, he's brilliant. And he's very good disappointed winning, he? he wasn't sweary and Scottish in this. Ah, he's wasn't he Malcolm in this, was he? It was, no. it was quite weird. And it was he didn't have a, a big part in it either. It was just no. hiding in the shadows. But, but in, in the cartoons, good. or sorry, the, the, like the comics and the cartoons, the books and the cartoons, Mr. Curry's a prick. Um, and he's always and there. And obviously he does, yeah, he does this quite well. He says he doesn't want a bear living next door, keeping him up all night with his loud jungle music. <laughs> I was like, well, that's a bit racist, but also wicked, wicked jungle is massive. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought as well. <laughs> jungle music, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> they head to the tube, Westbourne Oak Station. Not a real station, John. Yeah, uh, Westbourne Oak Station is made of ale, which is on the Bakerloo line. Grade two listed building. Ooh, Bickaloo. Good, good luck modernising that, you pricks. Uh, yeah, kind of getting your windies in it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's an underground station. Why would there be windies? Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Brown explains, uh, you've got to stick close because there's lots of murderers and pickpockets on every tube platform. I mean, he's not wrong. I- I've been to Walthamstow. <laughs> it's absolutely the case. Uh Paddington has all these general issues on the tube, struggling to get in with his ticket, um, struggling on the escalator. I mean, we've yeah. all we've all done it. The tubes are fucking mystery to oh, anyone yeah. outside of London, but it is brilliant. It's it's it, oh, it, it astonishes me. I love it. I really do. Mm. Massive, isn't it? Yeah. So we go. There's, there's loads of bits happen here. We're, we're not going to go into uh, Portobello Road. Mrs. Brown's friend. Uh, the always great Jim Broadbent. Yeah, with his yeah, generic Eastern European accent. <laughs> uh, we he, at this point, I was disappointed he didn't have a great big bushy beard. I know. Did I you know. catch his name, by the way? Uh, he was Gruber, was Mr. Gruber. So I assume and... he's the third brother that is yet to uh, fuck with Bruce Willis. Yeah, in a, uh, Die Hard film. He's been the seventh one. Yeah. Um, He's saying they came to live with his great aunt when he was very young, so we assume it's a a, a wolf thing. Oh, a war thing. Fucking Devore. Microsoft. <laughs> Don't mention the wolf. Um, at that point, Super Hands from Peep Show comes in and pickpockets. I don't think it actually is Superhands, but it looks a bit like him. It looks like him, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, but I don't think it's him. Uh, it could be, it could be actually. Uh, yeah, I wasn't so sure. Uh, I've really never watched a lot of Peep Show. It's not my... And I'm going to get fucking pelters from this from our listeners, but it's just a bit too awkward for me. I really do awkward comedy. Um, just just the shit that we do here on a weekly basis. Awkward. <laughs> um, he comes in, pickpockets a wallet, and then drops the wallet. As he's leaving, Paddington decides he's going to give him his wallet back. Chasing him down the street, first on this skateboard. Uh, he's got more yeah. coordination than me. Uh, through this clothes rail, where he ends up with a police helmet and a whistle. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're late on it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then he he ends up um, on the like skating on the back of this route master, like Marty McFly, doesn't he? <laughs> Aye, yeah, yeah, Jesus, and then gets a dog lead and then a yeah. umbrella, a dog lead and umbrella, and ends up kind of parasailing this. Mm. Bus, by the way, the 27 bus. It goes between Hammersmith and Camden Market, Mar- Camden Market via Paddington. What? 43 minutes on the bus to go from one end to the other. And it's mm-hmm. £1.65. 
Where? How cheap is transport in London, you lucky people? You lucky bastards. <laughs> you lucky jammy bastards. <laughs> you lucky, lucky bastard. Uh, <laughs> does it go by the elephant to the castle by any chance? I don't think this one does. But, but <laughs> round the elephant and up the castle. Uh, <laughs> fucking Jesus, Jim Davidson references uh, no for that. nobody. Uh, <laughs> So he basically um, parasails above all the houses, falls to the ground, landing on super hands, who drops loads of wallets, and the cops kind of grab him right outside Lucy's school. Yeah, Yeah. because everyone in London lives within a fucking 50 yards of one another. Um, When Lucy sees that the kids love Paddington, she admits that she knows him. Uh, So she's, she's kind of warming to him, we think. Back at Jim Broadbent's back... Back at Jim Broadbent's bric-a-brac shop. Oof. Try saying that fast fucking 12 times, (laughs) like I did in the edit. Uh, Jim says uh, that the hat was made for the Geographers Guild and recommends that he goes to see them. In the Paddington Station security office, Mm -hmm. the taxidermist woman, Nicole Kidman, uh, follows... She's called Millicent, by the way, but I don't think they've mentioned it like at this point. They don't mention it until the very end. Um, no, follows know. the security footage to see Paddington getting in the cab uh, and notices it's the bear she's been looking for for years. She notices the cab, says cabbie on the back. Yeah. How expensive would that number plate be? Uh, yeah. That night, the Browns are arguing over Paddington. Mr. Brown thinks he's a menace. <laughs> Bring me photographs of Paddington. <laughs> He's a menace. Uh, Mrs. Brown wants to help him with the Explorers Guild. At this yep. point, both the kids have decided that they like Paddington. Jonathan took no convincing because he's a cute fucking bear. Yeah, and he's yeah. probably about Jonathan's age. Uh, mm-hmm. Lucy likes him because obviously he's, he, he, the kids like him at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan says, Dad's always been boring. Mrs. Bird explains that he's not always been so boring. And I think about this flashback at least once a week for some reason. I don't know why. If I'm ever at a hospital, passing, passing the hospital, and the hospital's like 10 minutes walk from my house. But passing the hospital, I always think of this particular thing. If I ever see someone on a really loud bike. The Bra- the Browns are on the motorbike, going to the hospital. Uh, she's pregnant. Listen to fucking get your motor running. Get up on the highway! Yeah. Stephen Wolf, yeah. He he drops her off, doesn't he? Uh, drops drops her off at the, uh, at the thing. Um, yeah. And when she comes out, he's got the polo. He's, yeah, he's As got a Volvo. Volvo. He's got this sweater vest on. He's yeah. cut his hair. He's, he's got rid of his sandals. Uh, tell people not to yeah. come too close to the baby. Yeah, he's like, uh, excuse me, no, no pollen. She's too young yeah. for pollen, <laughs> which I, which I really liked. <laughs> Unless you overnight, you turned into a Hector. Uh, Born to be wild by Stephen Wolf, of course, famously from Easy Rider. Was written by a bloke called Mars Bonfire. What? <laughs> You'd be surprised, no, John. It's not as cool as his real name. What's his cool Which name? his real name was Dennis Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Mars Bonfire, and I'm here for the accounting and taxes course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number one in Canada, number two in the USA in 19 Soissant Nerf. Oh, really? Nice. We love it. Hey, 69 gets my motor running. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving swiftly along. So he wasn't always square. The kids decide they're going to wash Paddington in the shower. Uh, They blow dry him, massive kind of hair. Yeah. Uh, Monica from Friends. Uh, (laughs) And uh, Mrs. Bird gives him the coat that used to belong to Jonathan. 
And Mr. Brown explains before that it was his. It's this ancient fucking, I bet it stinks. Yeah. This ancient coat. And Mrs. Brown says he looks like a member of the family. And Mr. Brown agrees. Uh, he did want to grasp Paddington up to the authorities. Instead, they're going to go to the Explorer's Guild tomorrow. Next up, we're in Matt Lucas's cab. Uh, he explains he can't tell her where the bear was because of the cabbie's code. Uh, uh, is that a cabbie's code? Uh, I, I I don't know, mate. I would assume not. No. Because no, they something. all are always like, ah, you'll never guess who I had the better my motor yesterday. <laughs> they, they've got a, a a thing though. They've got like a a, a thing they need to abide by, and oh, this right. is it. So it just says, be clean and tidily dress in accordance with the licence authorities' taxi drivers' dress code with their badge visible at all times. Okay. That's all what, the code. I what about him that shags all the birds in the back of his thing? Is he, Are you oh, saying he's not a licensed taxi driver? Fake. Fake taxi. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard about this. Is it a real thing? Oh, have you heard about it, John, have you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't know anything about that, <laughs> officer. <laughs> um, she, she says she's got a code. She's basically going to cut bits of him off. She's hanging him upside down from this bridge. Um, he says, oh, the family live at Windsor Gardens. Yep. Next morning, uh, family and Paddington are leaving. Nicole Kidman's in this red phone box. Uh, Peter Capaldi spots her. Uh, he's like, uh, are you going to be long, son? <laughs> You've been in there 47 minutes. And he opens the door and he's like, hello, is it me you're looking yeah, for? in love. Yeah. Um, I mean, out of your league, son. <laughs> well and truly. He explains the bear is unauthorised and she says, that's why I'm here. Uh, the K6 kiosk, John, is Britain's red telephone box. In fact, eight kiosk types were introduced by the GPO, the General Post Office, between 1926 and 1983. The K6 was designed by Sir Giles Gilbert Scott to commemorate the Silver Jubilee of the coronation of King George in 1935. Of course so 60,000 <laughs> <laughs> so 60, examples were installed across Britain, which is why the K6 has come to represent the red telephone box. Uh, over 11,000 K6s remain. Most wow, visible examples of the eight kiosk types. Uh, red telephone kiosks have been used as libraries, sculptures, uh, stores for life-saving medical equipment, and have provided a storyline for the archers. Do, 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 do. Hmm. That's right, the defib units, aren't they? That's right, yeah, we've got one in Tim. Yeah. Um, BT is selling them off. Uh, so you can buy them if you want them. Uh, can you get us a discount, John? For you? No. <laughs> Very good. Very good indeed. Yeah, we, so... we, we, we passed one on the way to Loch somewhere, Loch Venecher, it could have been. Uh-huh. And basically it was beside a farm and what they did was they baked hundreds of baked goods and put it in there and as you pass you just put a donation in for what you All think. Right. You can just take what you want. Right. It was lovely. Yeah. How, how, many cakes did you, how many cakes did you have for your 30p? <laughs> it was the best night I ever spent, but I was about five or six. <laughs> I said to Gerson, if we ever go back, I'll just put loads of money in. That was lovely, though. <laughs> you, you, you fired in six P's worth of shrapnel. <laughs> so, took enough cake to bankrupt Greg's. <laughs> they open up and go like, oh my God, where did all these smarties talks come to? <laughs> all with the letters on. All with the letters. <laughs> F U. <laughs> At the Explorers Guild reception, they're after information on Darkest Peru. Uh, it comes in these tubes, which we talked yeah. about on yeah. uh, Tommy Boy a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Yep, pneumatic yeah. tube system. Yeah, yeah. C- CNA tubes. 
Do you remember yeah. CNA? Yeah. <laughs> they used to have oh, them. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the receptionist, always brilliant, Alice Lowe. I love Alice Lowe. She's great. Sightseers is a great film. Have you seen Prevenge, John? Prevenge. No. It's no. where the baby inside her, the unborn baby's a murderer, and he's convincing her to murder. Oh, no. no it's written that. and directed like... by her, mate. It's really good. It's almost right. like the opposite of what white middle-aged American men think happens. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. Not worth a watch then. Oh yeah, really, really low, really low, um, low budget, budget, but great. Yeah, really good, really interesting. Uh, I like those ones because they rely on story rather than do a bit of visual, yeah. so that'd be yeah, good. Yeah. I give that a go. In the tube, the paper says that they've never been to Peru. Um, they ask him to leave, but Paddington makes a dash for it, and when Mister Brown's looking for him, he sees that he's in the lift. Uh, with mm-hmm. his cleaning wagon. Mr. B- Mr. Brown says, are you sure you didn't make it up? Are you sure you're not imagining it? And Paddington gives him a hard stare because he's forgotten his manners. Yeah, it was oh. a really hard stare. It was a really hard really stare. Hot. Yeah. Really hot. Really hot. He was, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> of course, he was an explorer, uh, and that's how Paddington's going to get his proper home, like Mr. Brown's proper home. So Mr. Brown sighs and says, yeah, I'll help you out. The next scene is the lift opens. Hugh Bonneville's dressed in this tabard and cardigan. Absolute. I know he's getting paid a a metric fuck ton of money, but credit where it's due. This bit's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of fun, doesn't it? And it's it's handled quite sensitively because it's cross-dressing, but it, you know, it's, it's not kind of handled that, that badly. There's a bit of sexual harassment coming up, but it's not, uh, not too bad. But no by Bonneville. Yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so he gets approached by this security guard who many of you will know from the detectorists of one of the Simon and Garfunkel characters. Uh he's one of the char- he's one of the guys out of Horrible Histories, which Ghost, I've never yes. watched, but people say adults should watch Horrible Histories because it's no, really he's, funny. He's in ghosts as well. He is in ghosts, yeah. So that yeah. I, that's what I know him for I'm only a couple of episodes into that. I really need to get back to that. Ah, it's really good. I, but I, these I guys, there's like four of them who do the horrible histories thing and they do all these mm-hmm. and they're all in one another's stuff. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're great. This this guy's this guy's dressed like he's just won the fucking open, isn't he? With this green nice. jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> he's just won the masters. <laughs> so he does. <laughs> and and he basically he's like uh Nice legs. <laughs> oh no, that was me. I've written nice legs. Shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, nice yeah. legs. Nice legs. But uh, he's like, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm. And he, I'm just going to the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like 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 you meant to be impressed by that? So they they go go to this machine. This old fucking DOS machine looks like looks like something a terminal out of uh, Fallout, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. <laughs> um, and they see that there's 200 entries for Peru. Start bringing down these tubes, um, but the tubes all say records destroyed. Security guard has to check Mr. Brown's pass, and he's... Is he, is he Irish here? Is he trying to be like an Irish woman here? Yeah, uh, you know, that's yeah, Scottish. Yeah, he's trying to do an accent, but I yeah. couldn't put a finger on no, it. No, I couldn't. There's not enough lines, and it's quite quiet. Um, yeah. He says, it's an old photograph. He says, oh, you've changed a bit. You've lost a lot of weight. Oh, I've lost a lot of weight. He says, and I see the arms grown back. <laughs> it's prosthetic. And the next scene, oh. the thing, he's putting all these pins in it. He's putting a pin from his badge in it. Yeah, uh, and he's like, that. I can't believe you can't feel that. And he's like, not a, not a thing. 
I mean, it's great funny stuff. If you've got a prosthetic arm anyway, you wouldn't be sitting going, I'm going to stick pins into your prosthetic arm. No, absolutely not. It's a, it's a film, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's a yeah, film. it's a film. Now, I would argue, John, that this is a perfect example of sexual harassment in the workplace. Uh, sexual harassment, John, is the unwanted behaviour that either violates someone's dignity, whether intended or not, created an intimidating, hostile, degrading, humiliating or offensive environment for them, whether it was intended or not. Uh, examples include flirting, gesturing, making sexual remarks about somebody's body, clothing or appearance, asking questions about someone's sex life, telling sexually offensive jokes, touching someone against their will, for example, hugging them, sexual assault or rape. All of which, John, I think I've probably, except maybe one, done to you. Uh, well... Yet you've never complained <laughs> exactly. to the podcast ombudsman, uh, who <laughs> I think is called Tanner Campbell. Uh, you've never done that once. So no, you know. no, I'm so glad I'm unemployed, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that uh, that that patron money isn't quite covering <laughs> what nah, you needed. I know, so. I know. So you, you're not allowed to chat somebody up at work now, is that, is that basically that, Mate, that? you can't chat up the birds anymore, oh, is what they're saying. What you can't you can't slap them on the ass and go, yeah, 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 knickers anymore. Oh, went. I know. But I tell you what, this country is too fucking woke. Yeah, I just want to go yeah. back to sleep again. <laughs> go, go, go broke when you go woke. Uh, oh, I can't believe you can't shout out blasters at one. That's weird. You, uh, you, you can't even say you was, can't even say you're English anymore. I was uh, really good at that. Oh no, I've, no. <laughs> no I wanted to attract them, big man. Paddington finds this film real, so they start putting back all the tubes. Except Mr. Brown accidentally puts Paddington's marmalade baguette in, causing this whole system to explode. <laughs> that baguette, what's the size of that baguette? Is huge. <laughs> <laughs> and not lot, not enough marmalade on it for me. Certainly not, no. Um, at Mr. Curry's house, Millicent explains that she can help him to make sure the bear is taken away and they'll avoid, avoid raucous all-night picnics, which I thought was a great <laughs> line, and <laughs> old ladies having buns thrown at them. That's <laughs> kind of like, oh, yeah, bears and buns. I remember somebody mentioning that when I was a child, maybe from these uh, books. I'm not sure. <laughs> he agrees to help a catch Paddington. Back at uh, Jim Broadbent's, uh, they're watching the film they got from the Explorers Guild. Through the video, Paddington's transported back to being with Aunt Lucy and Uncle Pastizo. By the way, Microsoft Words picked this up as past and then Ezo's. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I wish someone would pass me some Ezo. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then we see that the Explorer's name was Montgomery Clyde. Surely yeah. Scottish with a name like that. Uh, I thought so. Or an orangutan. Uh, Mrs. Brown right gives... glad. <laughs> Mrs. Brown gives Paddington the phone books, which has the name and number of everyone that lives in London, apparently, or certainly would have done in 1973. I don't know what yeah. the, she thought was going on in, like in 2015. No idea. They head out, uh, leaving Paddington to do his research on his own. Mr. Curry calls Millicent to explain that Paddington is home alone. Uh, Paddington tears this corner off the phone book. Jeff Capesy isn't, I'll tell you. You know, it's like this one page. Um, but sticking it back together with his sellotape and he gets tangled up in the tangled up in it. This is cute. This is cute. Aye. Imagine how much pain that's going to cause him ripping that off his fur. Aye. It's done well as well. Actually, it's really good for it being CGI. Do you know what? That, every bit of the bear looked fantastic. My favourite bit is when his really head's well. in the toilet and the, all the fur is, is moving around. The shittiest bit was when he, he they were 
hoovering him. They were hoovering him. They were blow drying him, Bye. blow jobbing him. Um, anyway. Oh, more on that in a minute, by the way. <laughs> uh, Millicent is on the roof and she lowers herself in like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible because yeah. that's never been done before. Um, she dials the Brown's home phone and she's above him. Paddington covered in tape, struggling to get to the thing. And he's kind of talking to himself as if he's talking to the phone. I'm coming, but uh, I've had a stationary incident. <laughs> that's great, brilliant. She tries to shoot him using the poison tip dart that she misses. She comes down with this gas mask on when she drops her, uh, some gas in the thing, a gas grenade. Yeah. Uh, Paddington seems to think she's an elephant. With uh, a leather print and with a, a with, scale like a... With a, a yeah, head of an elephant, body of a snake, because she's wearing this snakeskin thing. Um, she manages to set off the gas cooker. She sets fire to the kitchen and escapes. Of course, Paddington gets the blame. He explains it was something with the head of an elephant, the body of a snake. He's kind of right. Mrs. Bird asks if he's been drinking salt water. I know. <laughs> she shouldn't drink salt water because it makes you dehydrated. And if you're dehydrated, you start to hallucinate. And that's what she's getting at. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. Which, is, uh, which is why it's uh, water, water everywhere. So why don't we all take a drink? Oh, no, hang she's, on, that's not she's, right. She's full of good information, Mrs. She, Bird, because earlier on she says it's going to start raining because you can feel mm-hmm. it on her knees. Yeah. But I thought, according to this, the internet... Uh, changes in baromic pressure and temperature can dramatically affect your bones, especially if you have arthritis. Oh, fantastic! So it's like, a bit of fact. It is a fact, yeah. Like the uh, like the old woman in um, Phantom Menace. There's a storm coming, Annie. I can feel it in me bones. <laughs> Always remembered that crazy old woman. Wonder what she's doing now. Probably still a slave. I would have thought. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> Paddington overhears Mr. and Mrs. Brown talking about him uh, and taking him to the authorities. Um, he packs his case and heads out into the cold, wet sea. He heads to Buckingham Palace, where this kindly guard lets him stand in his box. Uh, <laughs> and he hands him a sandwich, some fancy cakes, and a flask yep. of tea. Uh, and, and All his, come out of his bearskin hat. hat. Yeah, yeah absolutely. that was quite cool. Yeah, apparently if you try to touch a guard, you'll get yelled at. One American tourist tried this, and according to the Huffington Post, um, got blasted. Sounds hot. Um, You're allowed to get them away by shouting warnings at them, said a guard. If they fail to move away or start to act aggressively, we present our bayonets to remind them we can do more harm than them. But usually the police are quick and remove troublemakers. Why would you mess with those guys? I mean, yeah, and they're massive, massive hats. Massive hats. They're hairy hats. Hairy hats. Show us your hairy hat, darling. <laughs> oh, again, sexual harassment in the, in the pod place. Need to oh, stop no, doing again. That. Need to stop doing that. I feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Next morning at the Brown house, uh, Mrs. Brown's reading the letter that Paddington left. Mrs. Bird explains to Mr. Brown the family needed Paddington just as much as Paddington needed them. Uh, Paddington's visiting every M. Clyde that he can find, and the Brown family are really sad without him. I love this. It's uh, are you Montgomery Clyde? No, I'm Morgan Clyde. This like the most Welsh <laughs> man in the world. No, no mate, I'm Morgan Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the final M. Clyde Paddington talks to Millicent. Um, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to get a home. She says, "Oh, sorry, my uh, fa- my father's dead, uh, yeah. but I'll absolutely give you a home. You belong somewhere very special." She throws him in the back of the van. She knocks him out, throws him in the back of the van. Uh, yeah, that says taxi. Bad. 
yeah, yeah, she yeah. sees his taxi and then uh-huh. she slides it across. It says taxidermy. Yeah. It's great, yeah, funny good. stuff. Yeah. Funny stuff. Uh, yeah, Peter Capaldi comes back. He's like, I found these flowers that were tied to a lamppost. I thought <laughs> you might want them. And she basically tells him to get fucked. And he says, What? Have you got the bear in the back of that? You said you were going to send him back to Peru. No, no, you haven't. So um, he, he, he rings. Mr. Brown, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. and he says, hello, is this Mr. Brown? And he says, it's Mr. Curry doing a funny accent. It isn't. <laughs> My name's Mr. Burry. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is great. Uh, and he says, uh, yeah, he's at, the, uh, he's at the museum. So they head out to do that. I love that. They, they head after him. In a Volvo, by the way. They're still yeah, in a Volvo. If it's kind of world. When you like one. All right. Okay, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Um, right. So. She's a taxidermist, John. So I uh, I managed to find a price list from taxidermist.co.uk. Right, right, um, okay. Price list for customers supplying their own set, their own specimens. First of the sixth, twenty ten. So it's a bit out of date. Name some British animals, and I will tell you what it will cost to get them. Oh, I'm going to say a toad. A toad. Let's have a look. If uh, let's see if toads on the board. Toad. Is not stoats though. Stoats, squirrels, and rats, one hundred and thirty pounds. Weasels and moles, one hundred and ten. If you've got a badger or an otter, a badger. I was thinking four forty. Four hundred forty pound. Yeah, Uh, you have to supply your own animal. Uh, Dogs, John, uh, eleven hundred quid. So when you want those little bastards, finally they're tiny. tiny, I know they are. I know. Why won't get one free? Cats from eight hundred pounds. So Colin, we're going to get Colin Robinson done. We're going to get him hanging off a fucking curtain or something. Aye. Um, pets, African grey, beautiful plumage, two hundred and fifty pounds, uh, and all sorts of very, very random creatures like uh, sparrowhawks, kestrels, merlins, one sixty. Get that um, bloody bod out of here, Billy. <laughs> I was thinking of her kids. A jay or a snipe, 120. I, I can only have it when I think of snipes, I can only think of up. Was that bird Aye. not called the snipe? Aye, that's yeah. it. Snipe. Yeah. Or anyway. Professor Snipe. Um, <laughs> 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 All right, Professor Snipe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what noises snipes make. That's um, the evolution in it. Tookie, tookie, <laughs> Of course it is. I <laughs> love it. Uh, oh, future episode, absolutely. Oh, God, yeah, so, yeah, I had a great time with that film. It's maybe maybe not very good, but I remember really liking it at the time. Uh, great no, cast. I've totally enjoyed it. No, it's it was good. got a great cast. <laughs> so, at the Natural History Museum, Millicent explains that her father was never a great explorer because he never brought back an example of fauna because he refused to kill the bears. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he was thrown out of the Explorers Guild and had to open a petting zoo yeah, instead. <laughs> um, so she <laughs> vowed that one day she would get a uh, a bear from Peru. Nice. She shows Paddington the case that he's going to live in and he makes a dash for it, only for her to shoot him with a stun dart. And he falls down the steps. I know those steps so well. I've, I have been to the Natural History Museum what feels right. like hundreds of times. It's probably about 10 times. Famous mm-hmm. for its skeleton of Dippy, who was the first Diplodocus to go on display anywhere in the world when it was gifted to the museum in 1905. It's a veggie-saurus, John. Was there a film about that? 
What about Dinosaurs Are Missing? The uh, Disney film that is not on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, yeah. That's yeah, real, because Peter Ustinov's playing a Chinese man. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's all coming back it's now, true. isn't it? It's yeah. Um, uh, a really, oh, really yeah. good episode of Cult Connections on that, by the way. Because oh, really? that, same dino- that same dinosaur skeleton is mm-hmm. the Crate Dragon dinosaur skeleton in the first Star Wars film. You oh, know, when, wow. when it goes over Tatooine and there's like yeah, a yeah, dinosaur yeah. skeleton, same dinosaur skeleton. Oh. And the prop was the same prop. There you go. That's amazing. And to add to it, would you believe it? They use the same prop in this film as well. That well, prop is in that. three films. Jesus. There that's, you go. That's crazy. That's... You, you love that. You love to that's see those cult thing. connections, don't you? Those are great you connections. love to see those cult connections. Ian, pay us more money. All we do is fucking it's talk about your up, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't, because um, he probably would as well. Uh, <laughs> I, I was looking at tranquilizers. So All right, okay. Hang on, Edward Woodward. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's the equalizer. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah, hang on. Oh. You were looking at tranquilizers after this sexual <laughs> harassment stuff earlier on. Exactly. Yeah. This is fucking opening up the, like, the real morphine? job. Does that smell like morphine? And <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was looking uh, at fast acting tranquilizers. So it turns out that ketamine's proved to be the fastest acting, but it's got a, a sedation time of three minutes. So every time oh. you see these people getting up with tranquilizer, and just there's, there's no yeah, such yeah. thing you can knock somebody out that quickly. All oh, right, okay. That's so. Kept means the way forward. We might not knock somebody out, but it takes a while. Okay, I'll. I will. I will keep keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. And oh, the... harassment. <laughs> Back to the Natural History Museum. It was established in 1881, and it's free to visit. As I say, I've been about ten times. Used to go when I lived briefly in London, and I was poor. If you're visiting. Take a few hours out of your day, and you've got to see all that history that we stole off of different countries. You really have. Oh, you'll love it. <laughs> the Browns arrive, and they head into the sewers um, to get inside the museum. Right. So one thing One thing that I, I, I didn't talk about that I probably should have, have spoken about was they've each got their own set skill, right? They're like the turtles in that Turtles NES game. Yeah. You know, they've all got a particular, a particular set of skills. <laughs> um, so... Uh, Mum knows the sewers, and the reason she knows the sewers is she's writing historical romantic fiction, right? Yeah. Um, so they go down into the sewers. When they can't get up through the door, um, Jonathan has been using Dad's old chemistry kit to blow yep. a hole blow. In, in, in the roof. Now, I know that that doesn't work because I had one of those chemistry sets, and the best you got was like fizzing elements at best. No, there was never that. nitroglycerin in it. When they get through, Jonathan turns out the lights in the museum and Millicent heads down to try and find out what's going on. Uh, Mrs. Bird, by the way, is getting this security guard absolutely off his yeah, fucking trolley. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's doing a, an Indiana Jones, isn't she? Oh, she is, the yeah. Duncan game. Good, uh, yeah, very, very good point, yeah. Mr. Brown heads out the window onto the ledge. Um, when Mrs. Brown says don't, he says... Someone has to, and that someone is me. And he sweeps her off her feet and kisses her, right? Like, it's a proper kind of like... Now, my thing here is, why do films insist on making Sally Hawkins, who is a really, really attractive woman, really dowdy in all of her films? No, no, I don't know. She's dowdy in everything, isn't she? everything she's in, she's at the dowdy. Makes me... Gives me the fucking rage. And while we're on the subject, is she fucking this bear, Right. Because she's got form. She did it with the monster thing in the bath, Aye. didn't she? 
that like she's dowdy in that film as well. Yeah, no. Yeah, I know. So she's there eating fucking eating raw eating eggs mm-hmm. and shagging a fucking mutant fish thing. Maybe she could be doing it with a bear. I don't know. The sh- the shape of bear fur. I don't know. Shape of marmalade. There you go. Uh, right, you write go. it. Okay. Write it. It's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the film we've all wanted. It's the follow up. We no. It's the follow up. Nobody <laughs> fucking needs. Wanted to, yeah. yeah, exactly. Hi, the shape of marmalade. <laughs> Anyway, back to the ledge. Mr. Brown kicks this gargoyle off the ledge. So, like, add criminal damage to his breaking and entering, will you? That's what he wants. Um, He finds the window with Paddington, and just at that very point, Millicent sets off the alarm. She brings down these shutters on the windows. Uh, Back to the conversation about Indiana Jones. Paddington escapes under the door as it's falling and saves his hat just in time. Which doesn't quite, does he? The hat gets stuck and he ends up grunting it free. Which I I guess is smarter than all the other versions of this. Yeah, yeah, true that. She chases Paddington into this boiler room with fucking Freddy Krueger's in it. He gets into the furnace. He's not scared of it, like Kevin McAllister was, uh, with his dust busters and climbs up the... the Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. More uh, Mission Impossible shit. Yeah, it's like those gloves, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Um, she sets off the fire in the furnace. And when Paddington's almost there, one of the dustbusters runs out of charge. So he's hanging on on the second one. And he kind of mm. just sliding his way up with it. Yeah, yeah. He's almost at the top. The battery dies. He jumps. And then goes falls. to grab hold of the thing and falls. And he's falling. He's falling. Oh, no, Paddington's falling. But it's all right because the, the kids get him. The whole family can fit yeah. in that bloody... Yeah, chimney. chimney. And they stop him from being a crispy critter, which I was quite happy about. Yeah. Because I like Paddington. And and I I, I, I wanted a second Paddington film. Um, up on the roof, Millicent threatens them to hand over the bear or she'll shoot. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Brown says, no, it's part of the family, uh, which I guess answers my earlier question about her intentions for his heavy little her, bear dick. Yeah, yeah, she's... So, you know, again, I think there's a tab for that on Pornhub, I'm told. Um <laughs> But, yeah, um, he's family, so they won't be doing anything. Uh, Mr. Brown offers himself up. Only yep. Paddington says no. It starts to head over. Heads over. He spots a pigeon, and he says, uh, one last request. What is it with last requests in films? I know. We had one last week, didn't we, yeah. a drink? And his last request <laughs> is a sandwich. He grabs a sandwich, throws it at Millicent. The pigeons have at it. Um she doesn't go though. She doesn't go over the ledge. But here's yeah. Mrs. Bird, hammered, comes up through this trapdoor, well, knocks I'm... her off the roof. Um, and I assumed at this point she died like Jack Nicholson's Joker. Yeah, but she was hanging on to that pool, wasn't she? Yeah, ah, uh, yeah, I bet she does. Next scene, hey. she's been taken away by the police. Back at the Brown House, all family making marmalade. They all agree every home should have a marmalade day and scorching hot marmalade um, and a bear. Yep. Millicent gets community service having to do what, John? Oh, attend the petting zoo. Yeah. Yep. And Mrs. Oh. Brown meets Judy's boyfriend, Tony. And she's, of course, super embarrassing and super dowdy because she's a mum. And she starts crying. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Brown's helping Jonathan make a rocket. He's no longer the overprotective father. Paddington's writing to Aunt Lucy. says he feels at home. And although he'll never feel like a person, that's okay because he's a bear. A bear called Paddington. Boom. And that's the film. That's it. That's Just a wee bit of snowball fight and a bit of the old band at the end, yeah, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it was uh, it was great. It was great, cute fun. 
I, I, do you know what? It was one of those where, because when I watched them, watching them a second time is almost always a fucking chore, even if they're a good film. This wasn't, it, it comes in at, at what? An hour and 90, an hour and 35, right? No, Including yeah. the credits. It's great. It really yeah. works. Uh, any other things for us, John? I- uh, right, okay. So I've got the top seven most iconic bears from our childhood. So at, okay. I'll start at the back. Have you got Nucky so, Bear? No. Roger no, no, no. no. Who that's for, I don't know. Go on. I've got number eight's Brother Bear. Never heard that in my life. Oh, the cartoon, the Disney cartoon. This isn't out. Oh, Brother Bear. Yeah, shite. Uh, number seven, Super Ted. Go on then. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Number five is Paddington Bear. I'm missing one out. And there's something called number six is something called uh, Chiltern English, C H I L T E R N. Never heard it in my life. Nope. Uh, Paddington Bear. Number four is Yogi Bear. Number three is the Care Bears. Number two is Rupert Bear. And number one, it's got to be Winnie the Pooh in it. Of course, Winnie it is, the yeah. Pooh, the original. Uh, Rupert Bear, I always thought was a bit of a, a fucking Tory prick. I never really. Yeah, never really those those trousers. Yeah, those those trousers. trousers. He's got yeah. Tory written all over him, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking at. So I was looking at London Bridge. So there's obviously there's been a lot of London bridges. So the original mm-hmm. one that we know from history is the one uh, in nine, that went in 1960. An American tycoon bought it and took it over. I think we've went over this. We have. We have. Lake Havasu. But the current one. This blew my mind because in my head I've, it's been there forever. But the London Bridge, the current one, uh, opened for traffic in 1973. Oh, uh, right. Wow. And it's a box grinder bridge built with from concrete and steel. But I thought it'd be, it was well before that, but apparently it was opened. It, it might not, it might have been open before that, but it was definitely open to traffic in 1973. Um, and then we saw Big Ben. Had to look at that. So Big Ben was built in September 28th, 1843. That's me. That's what okay. I got. Smashing work, my man. Um, right, some filming facts and filming locations. Filming locations. Uh, the Browns' house is in Primrose Hill. We've already done that. Um, we've already done Westbourne Oak Station. Uh, Gruber's Antique Shop was Alice's Antiques on Portobello Road. And Millicent's house is 52 Dow, 52 Dowshire Hill in Hampstead. Ah, the old Dowshire. <laughs> Indeed. The film cost $55 million to make. John, do you think it made its money back? Yes. It did. It made $282 million. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll I mean, do it. You, That'll do it. Yeah. Fuck it. That'll do better. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that would buy you a lot of fucking Mars bonfires, wouldn't it? Aye, <laughs> uh, and marmalade. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Brutal, brutal stuff. Right, that is me. How many do you think we got? Uh, I'm going to th- say 85. Higher. 86. A little bit higher. <laughs> uh, 103. Oh, 92, John. Oh. 92. We're almost there, mate. We're almost there. If we've done a little bit more work, we might have got there, but I ain't got all fucking weak. Uh- <laughs> uh, and I, uh, I knew for a fact you are going to have half my facts anyway, so that's the way the cricket comes Yeah, in. Yeah, and do you know what, listeners? A little bit of, a little bit of feedback kind of a little bit of uh, of what we do we want this to be fun for us as well so we don't get together at the start and go over what facts we've got 
Yeah. Like we don't we don't do that, and we don't yeah, like we don't at the start of the we don't at the start of the like at the start of looking at it. I don't because I watch the film once and come up with a list of things. I don't send that to John and go, which of these do you want to think of? Uh, John does his stuff. I I've do my stuff. And I send you yeah. messages going, oh man, which of this one? But yeah. I never tell you what they are. No, because, because I, I think it's a bit more honest like that, isn't it? I think the podcast yeah. is a little bit more honest. Don't yeah. get me wrong, we cut a lot of fucking shit chat out. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, really but do. yeah, we, we're at least. We're at least honest in in sticking to the rules of the game. Yeah, yeah, Shit, yeah I just definitely. lost the game. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about what you could be doing. You could be following us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, just search uh, the Tiki Talks, which I haven't done for the fucking ages, but I will be getting back to it at some point. Um, at one hundred things film on all of those. If you're still looking at one hundred things pod, we've changed it. We're not there anymore. We've gone, mate. We've gone. Yeah, we've we've fact off. Yeah, so you could be doing that. Uh, mind on that you can give us a quid and get access to exclusive episodes. We've got videos and any other shit we can be bothered throwing up there. There's <laughs> going to be something every week. I'm doing something every week for this uh, for patrons. If you want to give us a little bit more than a quid as well, you can. If you think it's better value, you can up your uh, up your amount. We've actually got a couple of patrons who have, have upped the amounts, John. What? Uh, very, very grateful to them. I'm not going to single them out, but uh, you know who you are and we are super grateful. Um, right, but what we've got up there at the minute, last week we did Josh Wilson talking about REM. Uh, as of, well, by the time this is live, uh, last week we'll have put up Punk talking about the Troubles and how Captain Planet fixed them. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty brutal, that like. <laughs> it's a very good episode, but it is not safe for work. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be talking to a Scottish filmmaker about his work. You're going to like this. You Danny Boyle? No, <laughs> He's from Manchester, you knobhead. <laughs> um, as well as uh, patron Ian at Cult Connections about what he learned after school. Um, right, shout out to those lovely patrons. Uh, Nigel Davis, owner of the Wonder Emporium, accessories, tabletop and mini games. Get him on Facebook and Etsy by searching for Wonder Emporium. I put him top of the shops this week because he's not very well. Nigel, feel well soon, mate. Um, he's a really Aww. good guy as well. Um, so I hope he feels better. Uh, he, he listens a lot and uh he uh, uh and his, his stuff's really good value if you do kind of yeah, top gaming and all that his, yeah, his yeah. Skincare. yeah uh paul and sophie sp film viewers john they've done snatch this week it's just what? landed so i haven't heard it but i am excited to to, to, <laughs> to, to get a take to it. on it i do assume that they like dags yeah the better uh, yeah ian mccomish uh thank you sir just over covid Hope you're feeling better, Squire, and it didn't affect your sense of humour. But you know, don't have one anyway for this podcast. <laughs> uh, Rachel Plant, my wife, of course, she helped with the research this week. She does quite regularly, so Aww. good on you, Miduk. Uh, Dan Belson, Gavin Belson, will be there with Belson Podcast. John earlier described them off air as two sides of the same dildo, <laughs> which I think is a Pornhub tab of its own. Uh, <laughs> you, you didn't think I'd actually do that, did you? I didn't think <laughs> so, you'd actually say that. I don't mean it in a horrible way, of course. We think they're wonderful and we like their I, money. I, I, um, and their podcast <laughs> is a lot of fun weekly chatting shit to one another. And I love Dan's quizzes, although... Um, Gavin doesn't. Uh, Aaron from Z1 Podcast, audio drama about zombies and keeping a relationship together in the apocalypse. Oof, uh, that good. Joe Higgins, he of Hallmark of Greatness, weird thing about that, and Damn It Vince Podcast. It's Joe's birthday, John. Happy birthday, oh, Joe. What? We're next now or we're next? Yeah, right now? this moment. Yeah, as we're recording. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday, Joe. Yeah, so as it goes live, you'll be hearing this happy birthday for last week. Should I have got loving... my Hallmark card. Should have got my Hallmark card. Oh, fuck. Oh, Ruined it. Missed a trick. I sent him a. I sent him Clinton's. a, a I did send him something. He's got something in the post waiting for him at his mum's when he gets home. Um, 
So I, I'm loving catching up on his trips in London at the minute. So it's really good. No pictures of Paddy at the station, prick. Um, yeah. Uh, Phil, friend, uh, and currently giving me tips on how to not get deaded at Elden Ring. On the subject of Elden Ring, Punk from What the Fuck Do You Want? Uh, he's got a uh, side piece uh, with Filthy talking about Elden Ring. It's called The Elden Ring Sting. <laughs> it's a great oh, little nice. podcast. Uh, this guy, Filthy's doing much better than I am. Uh, but he talks about games, films, and generally abusing his guests. Uh, Saz is one of the patrons that doesn't have a podcast, but she's reached out to me, wants to do a patron-exclusive episode. Like oh. I said last week, get us on patron-exclusive episodes. She's one of them that's come on to me. So we're going to have a real human being, not any fucking podcast dicks, uh, doing a <laughs> podcast with us. We don't know when. I'll figure it out. We'll, a we'll, real we'll, human? A real, a real, a real yeah. person? She's no a way. real boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mono and Kira from Mono Ransomers. I haven't spoken to Mono in ages. Sorry, mate. I'll, 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 I'll reach out and speak to you. Um, they've finished their boys' chat now, and as this goes live, they'll have a episode of Mono Rants at the Movies coming out, which will be Watchmen. Oh, God. Vastly That's overrated film. Yeah, That's a chore as well. So, but, yeah, it is like. Yeah, it's a chore to watch. Uh, Biggie, Stig, and Gadget from Modern Escapism. I am miles behind on this. I pay these guys money, and I'm not even up to date on the fucking episodes. Um, Modern Escapism, talking about different games, films, and uh, books that they've been talking about, uh, TV shows uh, that they've been watching this week, and also uh, Do Dragons Dream of Scott Sheep, which is a brilliant Dungeons & Dragons playthrough. Ian from Cult Connections Ooh. Podcast. He's had enough fucking mention this episode. No more I for know. you. Get mad. Uh, <laughs> Gav McGill, long-term support of the podcast, of course. Still doing that fucking kilt walk. He's not still doing it. He's not been doing it for weeks. <laughs> but he is doing right it time. in September, I think. Um, and Josh Wilson, of course, uh, who has already given us so, so much and uh, has a fantastic uh, couples, family yeah, getting advice for his kid as well. That's genius. Yeah, That's I genius. know. He's such he's such a smart kid, though, isn't he, Winthrop? He's such oh. a smart little boy. Uh, he asks about me all the time, and I love that. I don't know why he asks me. He's never met me. By the way, the Wilsons, John, are coming to the UK next year. What? Yeah, that's going, so. to be like, that's going to be like vacation in it, where he's just going to go round, 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 yeah. round, round. With <laughs> I can imagine him just screaming, screaming at the back, the back of the car. House of Parliament, <laughs> <laughs> Big Ben, yeah, Big anyway. Ben. So yeah, uh, fantastic. Well, that was Bolton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good indeed. Right, uh, yeah. So John, what are we talking about next week? So next week we're talking about basket case. We are. Basket Case. Which is a really strange, weird film. And, it is. Uh, it's I about time we did something fucking mental, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Something high concept. It's either that or Brain Dead. Which is but... also quite high concept. <laughs> it really is. That's it. Yeah, yeah, Come to Mammy. <laughs> I didn't like Basket Case too. I thought it was rubbish. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. We've got all three of them to watch. Oh, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the, the second one. Tell me what you think. But yeah, I yeah, Basket be. Case next week. Basket case all the way through the film. <laughs> Just that. The whole way through the fucking shut up. I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. I'm a tumor. Yeah, exactly. Um, but until then, uh, he's been John. I've been Planty. This has been 92 things we learned from Paddington. See ya. See you guys. Yeah.